Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. We should count it a privilege to labor for the Lord. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We've been looking at some of the parables of Jesus in this series I've entitled Heaven Come to Earth. And I want to go to one of the longer parables. The uh, last one we did was just a couple verses. But in Matthew 20, this is uh, the parable of the landowner uh, hiring the servants. And let's look at it, 16 verses. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When they had agreed with the laborers for denarius for the day, he sent them into the vineyard. And he went out about the third hours and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And those he said, you shall go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. And so they went. Again, he went out into the sixth and ninth hour and did the same thing. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing around and said to them, why have you been standing here all day idle? And they said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. When evening come, the owner of the vineyard said to this foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last group first. When when those hired about the 11th hour came, each one received a denarius. When those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each one also received the denarius. When they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, The last men have worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden and scorching heat of the day. But he answered and said to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take what is yours and go. But I wish to give to this last man the same as you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? So the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So there's a lot of movement in this activity or in this parable. And primarily what Jesus is dealing with here is an attitude, okay? And he tells the whole story to deal with the attitude in verse 15 and basically sums this up. He says, is your eye envious because I am generous? Hey, this is a great question. Is your eye envious because he is generous? You know, life is not fair, but God is just. In other words, when we stand before God, the meter that he judges on, the metric that he judges on is his, and everything uh, will be made right. Trust me at that moment. But he's saying here in life right now, the way this works is you have to be careful not to judge other people's promotion, not to judge other people's blessing uh, with any kind of envy. As a matter of fact, I would go further than this. I think one of the things the parable is teaching is that we should rejoice with those people who we see being blessed even beyond us. So there's two attitudes The guys that were hired first early in the morning, they worked all day long. Uh, They worked through the heat of the day and they were given what was promised. So let's just be clear here. If you follow God and you do what is right, you will receive what was promised. You will have no complaints of the Lord, okay? 
Then he goes out at the last minute. People that came into the kingdom came to his vineyard and just worked an hour. And not only did he pay them a full day's wage, he paid them the full day's wage in front of everybody as if to show it off. But he's really going for the root cause here because he's talking to people that are struggling with seeing non-Jewish people come in and get blessed. There are the Pharisees who are struggling with people that maybe were Jewish and didn't exactly uphold the, the rituals of the temple and the Jewish life, and they're seeing them get blessed. Now, here's the two attitudes that we get to pick from. The first attitude is, why are they getting blessed and I should get more? You know, I don't need to tell you, but I will. That attitude is not going to get you too far down the road. Comparing yourself to other people is never a winning proposition. Here should be the attitude. Here should be what we're, what we're craving for in our life. When we see somebody being blessed, we should say, praise God, I'm in the same line too. God is not going to cheat me. I'm standing in the line. And you know what? You know, I'm going to be blessed. You know, if you were standing in line and there was a giveaway and they were giving away free cars, okay? And they were just giving those things away. And they pulled a guy from the back of the line and gave him a car before they gave you your car. I mean, what do you have to complain about, really? You know, that was their car to give away. And if they choose to give that guy that car you're still going to get more than you ever paid for or you deserve coming. So let's develop the attitude of praise God, I'm in the same line. When we see people being blessed, maybe people we wouldn't bless or we don't understand why God is blessing them. We should be saying praise God, I'm in the same line. How about when we see other churches and other ministries being blessed and we're like, Lord, what's that all about? I mean, we've prayed hard, we've preached hard, we've done all these things and we see your blessing coming on them. I think we need to say, praise God, I'm in the same line. My reward is coming too. God is not going to cheat me. And then maybe even reflecting, say, thank God I've got to work for the master all day long. And those folks only got to work for a couple hours. See, that's that's just flipping the story right here and really going after the heart of it. Uh, there's some other things we can learn from this. When Jesus went to those laborers that had standing out in the labor pool for about seven or eight hours, he said, why are you standing here? Obviously, they knew somebody was hiring down the street. They had heard the deals that were being made. And uh, they said, no man hath hired us. Uh, let me just address that. Real ministry does not have to do with being hired. Uh, I don't think I was ever hired to do anything, to be honest. I think I just did it and trusted God to take care of me. That, didn't, we, that doesn't mean we didn't sit down and have an agreement on uh, reciprocity and uh, you know, financial blessing and those type of things. But that's not the motive of it. That's not the reason for doing it. The reason for doing it is it's a privilege to work for God. So if you're waiting to be hired, if you're waiting for somebody to create a position, uh, that's really the wrong mentality. It should be, I'm going to go and do something and make myself inexpendable. You know, I had a young man one time that was came to our church from a, a certain Bible college to do an internship. And he was a, a, a really nice young guy. And uh, I think I was able to help him and minister to him and try to teach him some things about ministry. And, you know, at the end of his year, he came to me and said, you know, that he would like to be hired to do what he was doing. And I said to him, I said, well, the problem is that you've not made yourself inexpendable. And I named several other people who were part of the church 
that were laboring in some of the same area he, he, he was. And I said, really, if I was going to hire somebody, I would hire those people, not because you're not a nice guy, not because you didn't serve. I would have loved to have a church full of guys like him. I said, but those people have made themselves inexpendable. So if I had to hire somebody, that would be the person I would hire. And a lot of times, I think there are people that are looking for ministry and they're waiting to be hired to create uh, a position for them rather than saying, you know what, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to make myself inexpendable. And uh, if I work all day and stand in line to last, uh, you know, I know God is not going to cheat me. See, if you walk in that attitude, the, the devil can't get you to compare yourself to people. He can't get you to, you know, put other people down or lift yourself up. Uh, he can't get you to disregard the work that you're doing and say, you know what, thank God I've been charged with labor in all these years or all these hours or all this time. And that is a fruitful situation to the Lord. So God in this parable is really dealing with the laborers. And, uh, you know, the one thing that we should say here that is the most obvious is that God blesses work. God blesses the labor in the vineyard. Uh, God calls people to work and God blesses their work. And that's where the blessing comes from. He tells us here, you know, that the first will be last and the last will be first. You know, that's his sorting out. That's his doing. That is, those are the things that are not within our control. What's in our control is to get up and go out and do it. The thing that will paralyze a laborer more than anything else is looking at somebody else's reward, focused on somebody else's reward. How did they get rewarded and I didn't get rewarded for that? And here's the other thing that's a great lesson, is in the way God rewards us, God does not have to take it off of somebody else to give it to you. Or he doesn't have to take it off of you to give it to somebody else. When they saw that latter worker getting rewarded with the same amount, and then they they got the amount that was promised, they didn't get less. The other person just got more. So there's a great economic lesson here. There's a great kingdom lesson that when God is blessing someone, he doesn't have to take it off of somebody else to give it to you. When you see somebody being blessed, you weren't cheated in any way, shape, or form. And if you'll live your life like that, you'll be able to bless other people as well as you go. Above all, counting it as a privilege to be called to labor for the Lord and knowing that he'll keep his promise to you. What a great story. What a great challenge to uh, the attitudes that are so easily to creep into our lives. So I'd encourage you to be a faithful and joyful laborer, so when it's your turn to get your reward, you say, thank God, I'm in the same line too. Today, Keith continued his discussion on what the parables mean. Our blessing is independent on how much other people receive, and our availability and willingness to work in the ministry isn't dependent on a job or a position. God blesses work. Let's get up, go out, and get to work in Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. 
If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.